hi everyone. Welcome to the Hot of Reliability, where we break reliability down to the basics. Because anything without a strong foundation will eventually crumble. And that goes for reliability, too. I'm Nancy Regan, and welcome to Episode 5 of the Hot of Reliability, where today we're going to talk about the human element when it comes to reliability. You know, the reason why I started this podcast is because I want to bring the basics back to reliability. I think to a large degree in our industry, a lot of people are focused on, um, for example, sophisticated condition monitoring equipment and techniques and software systems, etc. And those things are necessary. Those things are valuable. Uh, those things can really help us to achieve our reliability goals. But when those more sophisticated things are focused on in the absence of making sure that reliability is rooted in the basics, they just end up not working. I mean, best case, they end up not working and, you know, worst case, we, we lose a lot of money in the process, but more importantly, our time. Because my mentor, John Mowbray, taught me that as human beings, time is our most valuable asset. And that goes for our personal lives as well as our professional lives. So we can, we can waste a lot of time seeking the exotic before we're firmly rooted in the basics. My goal for the first five episodes of this podcast is to talk about what I think are the five most important basics. In the first four episodes, we focused on the technical part, right? In episode one, we talked about what reliability even is, what that means, and, and generally how we get it. And in episode two, we talked about failure modes. What specifically causes failure? That's the currency of our equipment and why it's important, why it puts us in a position of strength when we identify them. And then in episode three, we talked about preventive maintenance. And in episode four, we talked about condition-based maintenance and, you know, how to correctly assign those maintenance intervals. So it's really been all about the technical aspect. So in this episode, I want to talk about the human element. Because really, when you think about it, no matter what kind of machine we have, no matter how old the machine is, how simple it is, how new it is, how sophisticated it is, at the end of the day, it is people who take care of our assets. And so I want to focus on two things. I want to focus on people with respect to the technical aspect of it, and but then I want to talk about the more personal aspect, about being a human being. So first of all, let's talk about the technical aspect. And the focus of this podcast, again, is to talk about the basics. So when it comes to the people within our organization, you know, we've heard the question asked before a lot. Um, you know, who's responsible for reliability, right? And of course, the answer is 
everyone. Everyone is responsible for reliability, right? Starting at the very top with management, um, to middle management, to, you know, people who operate and maintain our equipment. And then, of course, we've got um, logisticians, people responsible for our tech manuals, and so many others. Everyone has a hand in reliability, and when everyone isn't firmly rooted in the basics of reliability, things start to crumble, right? Because, you know, another reason is that understanding the basics and being rooted in the basics starts to develop that reliability culture that we we often hear. I'm going to do an episode that is solely and specifically on reliability culture, but I want to touch on it here. When reliability is rooted in the basics, and that means that anyone who has anything to do with reliability understands those basics, it really makes for a cohesive team. Right. I mean, just for example, in uh, in episode four, we talked about condition based maintenance and the P2F interval and why it's important for people to understand that. So when when people understand the basics, it brings people together because everyone gets to understand everyone else's perspective better. Okay, so that's the technical part of reliability. Without going into the specifics of the technical part of it, just people being exposed to it. For example, making sure an operator understands the same basics that a manager does, that a maintainer does, right? It brings people together. But then that brings me to the other part of the human element, and that is just talking about being human. You know, people operate and maintain our machines. And, you know, it's easy to think when we're at work that, you know, we're kind of in the professional mode. And it's easy to forget that everyone is a human. And as a human, We've got things going on, right? So we've got personal things going on, and some people have personal personal um, problems and tragedies, and some people have all kinds of triumphs going on as well. And all of these things affect us and how we interact with each other. But most specifically, what I would like to set forth is this, that in the world... I, I learned I learned something from a most unusual place. I was listening to a presentation uh, by a Hindu priest, and his name was Brother Anandamoy. And he was talking about duality. And he talked about how, as human beings, we have to deal with duality, right? Where there is positive and negative. There is day and night. So without good, there can't be bad. And without bad, there can't be good. And we're constantly having to deal with this duality. Now, as human beings, part of that duality comes with what I call invisible obstacles, specifically seven invisible obstacles that we all have to deal with as human beings. There is fear, 
There are um, the voices that we hear as human beings, right? Things like, well, you know, don't ask that question. You'll sound like an idiot. Um, well, don't say that in this meeting because then they'll know you don't know what you're talking about, right? Um, well, don't suggest that. Who are you to be suggesting that? You know, no one wants to hear what you have to say. We've got these voices that, that attack us from time to time. And it's just part of this duality that we have to deal with as human beings. Another big one is perfection, right? I call it the prison of perfection. Well, here's the thing. There's nobody on this earth who expects you to be perfect except yourself. One of the most valuable lessons I learned from my mother is that we are here to be perfectly imperfect. So imperfect is part of being a human. You don't have to be perfect. So don't put yourself in that prison. That's, that's just nonsense. Okay, another one is comfort. Mm -hmm. Now, comfort can really rob us of our most valuable asset, and that is time, our time. Because we can really be lulled by comfort. You know, it's really nice at the end of the day, you know, putting eight hours in and then sitting down on the couch and watching Netflix or a movie or, 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 or whatever, surfing the internet, looking at our phone, whatever, is, whatever it is we do to relax and unwind. Um, you know, comfort is definitely necessary and downtime and relaxation is definitely necessary. But as human beings, it's very important that we don't get caught up in comfort's web. Uh, I'll have more to say on that later, but just know that that's one of the invisible obstacles. Another one is overwhelm, right? Where we've got so much going on. A lot of times in our organizations, when it comes to reliability, we're operating in um, reactive mode or firefighting mode, right? Running from one failure to the next, to the left. This line is down. We got to get, you know, we have to get this one up. Uh, it can be really chaotic and it can, it can make us feel very anxious, but yet we have to deal with these things, right? But a lot of times when we think about overwhelm, um, if we're thinking about it in maybe a project or a presentation or something that we have to get done, a lot of times we're thinking about it as a whole. And if you just kind of break it down and think of things in small steps, um, that can help with that. And I'll talk about overwhelm more in, in another episode. But for now, I just want to briefly share these obstacles. Another one which is maybe even the biggest obstacle that we have to deal with is our own thoughts, right? Negative thoughts, specifically, where we're, if we're thinking about a project that we have to get done um, and we're thinking like, oh, I could never do that or I'll never get it done. I don't have enough time. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. These negative thoughts that we have as human beings do more to harm us than we may even know. It's really important 
not to go there, right? Because we can think positively or we can think negatively. At any moment in time with these invisible obstacles, with du duality, we're either on the positive side of that duality or we're on the negative side. And it's very important not to get caught up in that whirlwind um, of negative thoughts. Okay, uh, the last one I want to mention is comparison. And that is where we compare ourselves to someone else, right? Where maybe someone uh, makes more money or we think is smarter than we are or we think is more successful than we are. Comparison is a horrible part of that duality that we have to deal with as human beings. I'll say this about comparison. There is absolutely no mistake that you are who you are, that you have the physical attributes that you do, that you have the, um, the tendencies that you have, like the stuff that you like, the things that you're attracted to, the skills that you have. You are made perfectly for whatever it is you need to bring alive in this lifetime. And there are lots of things that, that we are all meant to bring alive, goals that we're meant to bring alive, things that we're, we're meant to do, people, the, the person we're meant to become. All of that is very unique to you. So don't get yourself into that trap of comparing yourself to other people. I will say this one thing, and that is if you have a desire to bring something alive, then it's just a law of nature that you have everything inside of you to bring it to fruition. See, desire is manifested power. Just remember that. When I heard that for the first time, I really, I thought about that and that kind of, that changed my life. And just think of, let me say that one more time. Desire is manifested power. It means that you have the power to bring it alive. That's why you have the desire. Now, you may be thinking, okay, well, this is a reliability podcast, and where is she going with all of this? So when it comes to reliability and the human element, it's important to recognize that if someone isn't reacting to you the way you think they should, they might be caught up in one of these invisible obstacles and it might not have anything to do with you. And so just understanding and knowing that, you can become more empathetic to someone and maybe extend some kindness to someone where you may normally wouldn't have, where maybe you might have just reacted and, you know, come at them in, in a, in a, maybe an angry way or a less, maybe I'll say a less unkind way. So that's really what I wanted to say about human reliability is to, you know, be aware that we're all humans and we all may be going through something and that may be affecting a coworker that you have in a particular way. Now, I'll leave you, I want to leave you with, with one tip about these invisible obstacles. Something that I have learned about the biggest one, 
and I that I think is the biggest one, the deadliest one, uh, to our hopes and dreams and our goals, and that is fear. Now, here's what I've learned about fear. All fear is real, but there are two kinds of fear. There's valid fear and there's invalid fear. Now, we've all experienced real fear before, right? Um, I don't know, maybe you find yourself um, in a city late at night and you walk the wrong way and you find yourself in a really dark street. Um, I'm speaking personally, this happened to me one time in New York City, and I was really scared. I, I just went the wrong way, and it was late at night, and I was scared, and rightfully so, right? That is a valid fear to be afraid, because something could have happened to me, right? But then there is that other kind of fear, that invalid fear, the fear where we think maybe I'm not good enough to do that, or she's going to think I'm a moron if I say that, or, um, oh, I'm not even going to try because I'll probably fail at it anyway. You know, usually when we're feeling afraid of something and it kind of stops us in our tracks, it, it stops us from even moving forward, that's an indication that that is an invalid fear. And there's a really effective way to deal with it. The most effective way I've learned to deal with it is this. Now, you may think I'm a crazy nut with what I'm about to say, but I promise you I'm not a nut and this works. This is thermodynamics. We know from thermodynamics that energy can neither be created or destroyed. It can only be transformed from one form to another. Now, there's no denying that fear is energy because when you're afraid, you start to get hot, you start to sweat, maybe you start to shake, you feel a different way. So that's definitely energy. Now, some people will say, well, you know, just forget about the fear and do it anyway. Well, you can't forget about the fear because you, you can't just eliminate it because it's energy. But you can change its form. So here's where you may think I'm a nut, but I promise you it works. I use this technique almost daily. What I want you to do with that fear is give it a name. Yes, actually name it and give it a job. You can... Um, maybe you're going somewhere on the weekend and it's going to be a place where it's going to be really tough to park. You can give that, give that fear a job, give that energy the job to find you an open parking space right up close to where you're going. Maybe there is a particular brand of yogurt or something that you really like and they're out of often at the store. Give it a job to make sure that, that the right amount is there for you that you want to buy when you go to the store. You can give it any number of jobs. Um, one job that I often give um, that my fear energy is I tell it to go give me um, a good seatmate on an airplane to either leave the seat next to me empty or just find 
you know, a nice person who won't talk my ear off and doesn't stink. I'm telling you, this technique's this technique works. I'm not a crazy woman. It's thermodynamics. Energy can neither be created or destroyed. It can only be changed from one form to another. When you give it that job to do something for you, another technique is maybe you've got a meeting coming up and it's with someone who maybe there's a little bit of animosity between you and the other person. You can give that energy the job to kind of smooth things out before you get there, right? Tell it to go work with that other person and let them know that you are coming um, from a sincere perspective and you're going to come there in kindness and you're going to really listen to that other person's perspective. You see, it's just thermodynamics. So what you can do is you can take that energy, that fear energy, and let it work for you. And what that does is it gets it out of your way and it lets you take the next step forward. So there you have it. Giving that energy a job gets it out of your way so you can focus on what it is you need to do, whether it's a personal goal or a professional goal. And when it comes to reliability, that's a big job, right? You've got a lot of people that you have to influence and you've got a lot of technical stuff that you've got to get done. So give that energy a job and get it out of your hair. And remember, any one of these invisible obstacles, fear, the voices, perfection, comfort, overwhelm, our own thoughts, negative or positive, all of these things could be affecting the people around you. So just remember that and remember to be kind and remember that, you know, someone may be going through something that you don't know about and that's maybe why they're being cranky. So there it is. There's the technical part of reliability and there is also the human element to reliability. Remember, both are important to achieve the reliability goals that you have set forth in front of you. I'm Nancy Regan. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with me today for this episode of The Heart of Reliability. I look forward to seeing you in the next one. I'm Nancy Regan. Thank you for listening.